Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today's episode is titled, Progress or Emotion? We will talk about how instinctive, reactional, non-intentional emotion is most likely halting us from the progress that is keeping us from our desired results. I've come up with three main strategies that I use in my life on almost a daily basis that help me take action on the instances and circumstances where I normally would have been halted by excuses. This is a very practical episode. I hope it brings value to you. So please, focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope everyone's having a great day today. And I just want to take time to thank you for listening to the show and for taking time to digest some new information that hopefully can bring some value into your life. So thank you for showing up to this episode today. And in my life, it, we're starting to settle into winter. The, the days are getting colder. Not too much daylight in the, during the day. And it's starting to get a bit more gloomy. And usually at this time, it's easy to sink into um, excuse mode. There's, there's some new emotions that start to flood us as the seasons change, especially from the summer months into the winter. And today's episode is titled Progress or Emotion. And this is something that I've really refined and utilized on myself all the time to make sure that my emotion isn't halting me from progress, from moving forward. So this is something that I'm extremely interested in and that's also extremely valuable to keep you moving and to achieve new results in life. So I want to start out by um, defining the two definitions I found on from Oxford Dictionary Online about uh, emotion. So the first one is a natural, instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationships with others. The second definition was instinctive or intuitive feeling as distinguished from reasoning or knowledge. So it's important to understand what emotion means. And in today's show, I'm talking uh, specifically about the instinctive, reactional, non-intentional emotion. There's some amazing things about experiencing and uh, exploring and expressing your emotions. But in today's show, I want to just specifically focus on the instinctive reactional emotions that might just be sprouting and appearing without us, without us wanting them there necessarily. And both these definitions that I just uh, explained, both really touch on the point of instinct, instinctual, um, instinctual emotions. So it's important to know we evolved with instincts to survive and avoid danger. That's how we evolved. We, we lived and we were able to stay living because we had the instincts to survive and avoid danger. And also the second definition touched on intuition. So that's kind of that gut feeling. And I believe that gut feeling, that intuitive feeling gets formulated from our past experiences and from our intentions and our focus. So it's kind of a link of both. You know, if we experience something that brought us uh, pain or fear in the past 
and we're, we're faced with a similar situation in the present moment, we're going to have that gut feeling saying, hey, something's off here. You know, we experienced that in the past before. It's our body reminding us of potentially a past experience or event. And that's how this whole mind-body connection works. You know, our body, that intuitive gut feeling is telling us that, hey, remember this? Try to look back and remember this. Something's off here. Um, so it's, it's important to, to really break these two concepts down and keep them in the back of our mind as we go about this episode. And it, it's also important to recall, as I've talked about in past episodes, that our memory tends to latch onto and remember negative circumstances, events, images more vividly and more clear than the positive ones. So all this together can be a dangerous cocktail that can really hold us back from progress because that's how excuses are formulated. Excuses are usually formulated under the surface without us even being aware of them. Whether that's that gut feeling or that instinct to avoid danger, it just pops up and usually we don't put enough awareness on it and we just listen to those feelings and, and, and give in to that excuse. So I want to break this down and just get this, get this out and say, we need to understand that excuses are valid. You know, we don't need to beat ourselves up because we're experiencing an excuse or we get faced with many excuses. They are valid. They have meaning to you. There's a valid reason why you don't want to do something. It's real. They create real emotions, usually fear, which also might create a real change in our physiology. You know, that mind-body connection. We're feeling something and we have these thoughts that are real. So they are, our excuses are valid. But because of this, we believe this excuse will keep us safe. Um, remember the survival instinct. So usually we'll just listen to it because we think it's keeping us safe. Well, if I don't do that, I won't feel uncomfortable. Oh, I have this gut feeling. I shouldn't do that. You know, I, I want to feel safe. That's how we evolved. That's our, our brain is doing its job. This is all normal. This happens to every single one of us. But just realize that this is kind of all happening on the surface level without us being conscious about it. And this usually tends to us buffering, just giving into that excuse. And we buffer and we usually uh, replace, if we don't want to do something, replace it with something more enjoyable. We buffer, whether that's buffer on social media, we pull out our phone. I don't really want to do this. I'll look at my phone instead. You know, this, this all happens just in the moment instinctively. And we buffer and we, we replace it with something or we replace, replace it with something fun with um, something to distract us, whether that's drinking or drugs or whatever it may be to buffer away from uh, that excuse. We, we want to redirect it because we don't want to sit in that excuse and realize that we're giving into the excuse. So we buffer, we redirect it to something else to kind of distract us from it. So although our excuses are valid, how do we push past them to achieve progress? So I've come up with three main strategies to really focus on. And if we utilize one of the three, that's great. But if we can get all three of these strategies going, I guarantee you will receive and be able to achieve more progress in your life. So the first one is change your stories and narratives of the past to have different meanings. 
because your current ones are probably resulting in some kind of fear. So the stories or narratives that we put on past experiences, again, whether we're conscious of this or not, will be affecting the actions that we're taking. So the past does not equal the future. I want to really shine a bright light on this. The past, what you experienced in the past, does not equal the present or the future. We have the ability to put a new meaning on what happened previously so that doesn't affect us now moving forward. The past does not need to define who you are. And I'll share three examples of how I changed my past narratives and meaning on past circumstances so they don't affect me now moving forward. The first one, which was a big one and a a very big problematic point in the family that I grew up in was money. Money was such a scarcity resource. You know, we, we never had enough. We couldn't spend money. And it was this big cloud over our family that always caused a conflict. And if I carried on with the same mindset that was kind of within our family and what I initially had was money scarcity, you know, it's, it's hard to come by, you know, don't spend money. It, 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 was, it was really looked on as a negative aspect. And if I took this money mindset that I grew up with, I would not be where I am now currently financially. And that's not to say I'm some extremely wealthy person yet. I will be. I believe I will be. But, you know, I I had to change that narrative of, of that mindset and what that means. And, and by changing that narrative, that enabled me now to look at money in a different way, to not look at it as we don't have enough or, you know, we're in danger or whatever I, I took from that as, as a kid growing up into my young adult age. And I, I, I learned to change that meaning, mainly from reading enough books and information about it to help me have the understanding, awareness to be, uh, hey, I could change this. You know, I, I have the ability to put a new meaning and a new outlook on money. This is possible, you know, and, and I just started to shift that mindset around money. And that enables me now to take risks with it because I don't believe it's such a scarcity uh, thing that it's this finite resource that there's not enough going around. And I've, I've been able to switch my mindset and, and now I can take risks and I, I make investments and we, we build our wealth because of that. Um, and that's had a drastic impact on my life. And I, I put a lot of meaning on that and what money means to me and my family. Uh, the second one was I, I always, I've mentioned this before, I always believed I wasn't smart or good enough for my big dreams. I wanted that above average life, but I didn't fully believe that I was capable of achieving that because of my past circumstances, my past uh, experiences. My old narrative limited me um, because of my past results. So I had to shift that. I, and I really had to believe in that that concept of the past does not equal your future. Because if I just kept going on, believing that, holding that meaning, holding that narrative, I would never have excelled or pushed past that average standpoint. I would have just kept living because that's what I expected and that's what I believed. But I had to actively put new meaning and a new narrative that I am enough, I am worthy, and really change that outlook on myself 
and changing my past narrative so I can experience a new present and a new future. And the third one, which is really big, which has led to a lot of uncomfortable feelings and emotions was that I was really not confident enough growing up. From the very young age of, of a kid in sports and, and athletics, it started out as, as running. I used to be very good at, at cross-country running. But before I even knew what anxiety was, I all I knew is I would get worked up so aggressively before a race, the night before a race. And I'm like talking like elementary, you know, young age. I would lose sleep. I wouldn't be able to sleep. I'd get so worked up and so nervous about this run and just put so much pressure on myself. This this performance anxiety to to perform. And it really affected me. I ended up actually quitting running, which is something I was very naturally talented at because I was just experiencing this overwhelming flood of emotions that I didn't have control about. I had no idea what anxiety was, what was happening. I was just like, why am I doing this? Like, this is not enjoyable. This works me up so much. And I didn't have the tools or tactics to, to navigate through that. And that led me into, you know, that carried through through my life, whether it was through sports still in basketball, I always played with the grade above me in a, in a high caliber league and I never had the confidence I was just I would practice and play scared to take the shot I didn't have the confidence I didn't want to screw up I had that anxiety uh, and then that led into other things such as school speaking in front of the class reading in front of the class presenting anything and this anxiety just flooded me and it really inhibited my performance and because I felt this way in the past, starting at the young age of running, maybe that's where it stemmed from, but it just kept leading me into new scenarios and really kept limiting me. It programmed my subconscious to instantly feel those same anxious feelings and experience the same physiological changes in my body when I was presented with a similar task or circumstance where I needed to perform. So I had to change the meaning behind these stories. And now having the awareness of what was going on and how this kind of trailed through my entire life, my new meaning now is I saw how much not being confident held me back in the past. And my new meaning is I will not let this affect me now. And I am confident. And anytime I do something, I am going to lean into the confidence of why I am capable of doing this. I'm not going to let those physiological changes and maybe anxious feelings stop me. My new narrative now is I saw how that inhibited me in the past and I will not let that do that to me again. And my new meaning is uh, that may have happened in the past, but I am confident now. I know my abilities. I know my worth now and I am going to move forward and push past them because I'm not going to let that past dictate my future. So that is the first one. The second one is don't suppress or ignore the emotion. So again, I mentioned buffering. When we ignore that emotion, we tend to buffer. We buffer with social media. Reach out for that phone as soon as we're feeling uncomfortable. It's the easiest thing. It's what we all do now. As soon as there's an uncomfortable circumstance or instance, we just pull out our phone because we're safe. Now we're looking at something. We don't have to face our emotions. It's so easy in today's day and age not to face our emotions and then that perpetuates and that builds the more we bury the more we buffer 
the worse the problem gets. And then it eventually turns into something huge. So it's important to face and expose the emotion to enable us to redirect it. So I'll talk about that here. So exposing it by describing the emotion. That's how we expose it. By describing our physiological response. Um, by talking this through in our head, you know, what, what we're experiencing. So if there's anxiety, you know, elevated heart rate, sweaty palms, tight chest, shortness of breath, tension. The purpose of doing this, describing these physiological physiological changes is that it will bring us into the present moment instead of all this happening behind the scenes and us just feeling uncomfortable and usually with this discomfort there will come a flood of negative thoughts if we recall a circumstance this is the event making us have a change in our physiology the circumstance usually making us feel uncomfortable will lead to thoughts will lead to feelings will lead to our actions and will lead to lack of or progress. So now instead of being dragged along by these flood of worried thoughts that are just coming, flooding our, our mind, we can be present and conscious in control of what we're thinking. Um, and, and to do this, it's very important to utilize a gentle tone of voice with reassurance that things will be all right. So this is an example. Let's say there's a circumstance that's causing the anxiety for me Okay, it's time to perform. I, I need to show up here. And I'm having the, the tightness in chest. My heart rate's going up. My palms are getting sweaty. All I need to do is talk myself through this. In my head, this can all be done in your head. Okay, Joel, you're feeling a bit of tightness of chest here. And that's all right. That's all right. Your heart rate is elevated. And that's all right. Um, you know, you're feeling a bit of tension. And that's okay. And what this does is it immediately minimizes the intensity of it. You're describing what's happening. So it's not just this mystery of, oh, God, I'm feeling uncomfortable. And then that perpetuates. But whoa, whoa, whoa. It's okay, man. It's all right. You're feeling this. And that's all right. You know, your heart rate's going up. You know, and, and what that's doing is it's disarming it because that helps us kind of realize that we're in control. You know, that's all right. Okay, this is happening. This is, this is all right. And now this also like I said, brings us into the present moment. And now because we're conscious and present, we, this is where we can redirect our thoughts in order to push past the excuses that are telling us to stop. But if we're not conscious and we don't take that time to slow it down, describe what's happening, be present, they're just going to be aimless negative thoughts. Those physiological changes are just going to amplify and it's going to perpetuate itself. So, Ask yourself, once you describe all these changes, ask yourself, am I going to let these thoughts or physiological changes stop me from getting to my goals or progress? So a quick example of how I did this, the night I was actually writing these notes this week, um, I had listened to a Wim Hof podcast throughout the day on impact theory. And this was also after a day of working. And, and for, for those of you who don't know Wim Hof, he's the deep breather, uh, kind of be in control of your life. He's a kind of quirky guy, uh, very interesting guy who has, who has some cool information that, that he's now backing by science because a lot of people thought he was a bit cuckoo just by the way he talks and, and his methods and everything. But uh, this, this was also, I had a, a long day of work. You know, I was working outside partially, 
as I mentioned, it's winter now, so it was cold. I, we keep our house very cold, so there's always a chill in the house. And and Wim Hof is is about cold therapy and, and breathing through things and lowering inflammation and all that. And I came to write these notes, and you know I was feeling pretty drained and low energy from the the workday and and just the cold in general. And I wasn't feeling creative. I wasn't feeling motivated. So I went in to go have a a shower. And in the shower, I'm having a nice warm shower, and it's nice and relaxing. And I'm almost just feeling more more lazy, and you know, this just feels nice. And uh, and and then I had the thought of because I had listened to Wim Hof, and and I was taking cold showers regularly in the summer, but now the winter months that makes it a little bit more difficult to <laughs> end my shower with a cold shower of thirty seconds or a minute. You know, it's a lot more difficult and more of a daunting, daunting thought or, or task. And and so luckily listening to that podcast amplified my awareness. And and I realized that when thinking about even just having the thought about questioning, hey, should I should I end my shower with a cold shower here? All of a sudden I was flooded with these emotions that instantly surfaced of, oh no, like that'll be discomfort you know you've experienced discomfort last time you did that it'll be painful it'll be unpleasant it won't be enjoyable and instead of just letting these emotions pass by and me aimlessly ignoring them um, and and not exposing them leading me to just keep having a warm shower I really had to expose them I exposed the dread that I was experiencing by playing over all of its qualities you know, yeah, it will be cold. Yeah, it might be a bit discomfortable, not comfortable. It might be unpleasant. It probably won't be enjoyable, at least the start of it. And while doing this, I was able that 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 brought me into the present moment. I was now conscious of my thoughts. I I wasn't just letting this play in the background. My focus was on them. Okay, yeah, it will it will be unpleasant because of this, this, and this. I will experience these physiological. Uh, changes of, of tightness and immediate stress right away um, and then but then because I was able to be in the present moment I was also to play over all the benefits that might arise from this that might lead me to progress and I, I started playing those over well this you know repetition of doing this will lower inflammation combat illness through this deep breathing I would feel strong, powerful, and in charge. I would generate energy to write the notes that I want to be writing instead of feeling lazy. I'd feel awake, feel alive. I'd be, and, and most importantly, this is the one that pushed me past the teetering edge to take the action on it, was it will build mental discipline by doing difficult tasks regularly. So once I played all those over and I was able to consciously put my awareness on, hey, you know, even though I'm going to experience this uncomfortable state, look at all the beauty, look at all the benefits that I'm going to achieve. And then I cranked her down to the cold, cold dial and I stepped in and of course flooded with this instant rush of panic and cold come across my body. And then it's, it's a pretty amazing thing, controlling those physiological states by the deep breathing. You start breathing really aggressively and deep and then your mind is able to control it and you can surrender and let go of that tightness and tension and it really brings you into control and 
and after that i felt amazing i felt awake i felt alive i came and wrote these notes and uh, you know every every thought that i had of what benefit this would bring me i experienced but i had to expose the emotions i had to describe them to disarm them and come into the present moment in order for me to direct my thoughts to what's going to bring me progress to take the different action instead of just aim, instead of just listening to that excuse below the surface level of not knowing why i'm listening to it but you know i had that instinctive reaction to not do it if i listened to that instinct i would have not done it but i had to come into the present moment to look at all the benefits that might arise from it and then take action based on those redirected thoughts and and this is you know this happens to me for that that's just an instance of a cold shower but this happens to me for many things where i where i still feel feelings of anxiety those aren't completely gone away in my life but i don't let them stop me and and some big events were when i would get anxious before coaching i was in a coaching program where i'm the youngest student in the class and it's it's an intimidating thing some of these people have psychology degrees and i've already been coaching for years and there's there's new joel the young joel you know and 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 i had these overwhelming feelings and i had to really describe them to disarm them again okay joel you're feeling tightness of in your chest you know your heart rates your heart rate is rising and that's okay but you're doing this to achieve new results to to, to push past where you are now to acquire the uh, credentials necessary to move you to the next steps in your life and i was able to just talk this through instead of getting halted by it and completely stuck from it like if i would have just listened to the thoughts that were coming to me i'd want to quit the class i'd say well this isn't worth it you know or whatever it may be but talking it through to disarm it to become aware and present in that moment to put in new thoughts to redirect myself to understand why i'm doing it helps us to take that new action leading us to progress so that was the second step the third step to achieve more progress is focus on the input much more frequently than the output the output being the desired or end results so only focusing on the output aka the end results is a much easier to do making the input work seem overly challenging this can lead to excuses or anxiety right like thinking about the end result is fun thinking about the end goal is awesome everyone wants to think big and dream but you know if we're only ever thinking about that output and only on the end result it makes it so much harder to take the daily action the input energy to achieve that and B, this will lead to emotion. And I'm talking about positive emotion here, which is great to tap into every now and then, but not to stay fixated on that. So this can be beneficial to access at times. But yes, we, we, can't, we can't only stay in the dream mode and wish of getting the end results, um, but lack action and follow through. This keeps us in limbo, always having those good ideas or always having these dreams. Um, because the emotion of achieving the angle is a positive and exciting emotion. But when it comes time to take the action, we don't put enough focus on the input. We just get stuck in that dreaming mode. And see, this can lead to overwhelm. If we reflect on how far away we are from the output, that can lead us to these feelings of overwhelm. There's too much to do. I'm not there yet. So we really need to dial this down 
and, and, and zoom in to what do I need to do now, focusing on the input. The input will get us better, get us more talented or skilled. It'll help us focus on the moment, which is where we are right now, the next steps, only focusing on the next steps. And the input will allow us to live in our journey, which is the process. Um, and the process is just as good as the end result. You know, life is a process, not an end result. So we can't just stay focused and fixated on that output or that end result. Instead, we really need to harness in on the input. And a good way of doing this is by improving your internal leadership. You know, we talk about leadership or at work, you know, you need to have leadership, lead a team. But what about our internal relationship? This is done from the inside out. How do you show up for yourself? How will you lead yourself? We need accountability. We need to respect ourselves. We need to believe in ourselves. We need to have follow through. Sell yourself on yourself to be able to have that input. So progress or emotion. Remember, your past does not equal your future understand that excuses are valid. There's a reason we have excuses, those gut feelings, our intuition, those, those natural instincts. They're all valid, but we can change our meaning. We can change the stories of our past to not let them impede our now, our present, and our future. Don't suppress or ignore the emotion. Don't retract to buffering to keeping ourselves occupied, but dig in and face the emotion. Feel, describe what you're feeling, enable, enabling us to redirect our thoughts to take new actions. And remember to focus on the input much more frequently than the output. And this will all enable us to take new actions and achieve progress and not sit in the unconscious emotion. Doing all of this, I guarantee, will help you surrender your average life. Take care, everybody, and thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. See you.